This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, recorded January 3rd, 2012. Tippy Canoe Barbecue continues world domination on the circuit. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by Draper's Barbecue, a third-generation barbecue company located in western Kentucky between Memphis and Kansas City. Their line of products represents both cities as well as the flavor profiles of Shane's home. Pick up their smoking sauce and AP rub today by visiting drapersbbq.com. And by Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets, making pellets since 1994, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that sweet, succulent smoke that you're looking for on your meat, both for grills and bullet-style smokers, and of course, in larger quantities for your pellet-fed smokers. Find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Hey, what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill Podcast on iTunes. And you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling, all the time. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show, the show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big-name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting the website, thebbqcentral.com. Now, let's get in the smoke. Here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Hey gang, Happy New Year, and welcome to another edition of the really big Barbecue Central Show. It's the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Happy to have you aboard here on Tuesday. I'm your program host, by the way, Greg Rempe. 
And we're ready to get it on for another uh, great year of barbecue talk, grilling talk. If it has anything to do with outdoor live fire cooking, then you're going to find it on this show in some form or fashion. might not be everything that you want to hear all the time. I'm going to try and continue to perpetuate a show that captures the wiles, the absolute imagination of those that are hardcore in the niche that is barbecue and grilling competition, cookbook authors, bloggers, competition cooks, people of sanctioning bodies, accessory makers, pit makers, grill manufacturers. We will cover the vast bastion and wasteland the very middle circumference, if you will, of uh, this beautiful thing that we all love. And here's where we do it, at thebbqcentralshow.com. That is the home base. You can also get the video feed and the video archive, video on demand, if you will, at outdoorcookingchannel.com via Kevin Bevington. And you can also always find the first hour of the show on L.A. Talk Radio. If you're there, don't forget to tune over to the other two venues at about 50 minutes till the top of the hour or I'm sorry, at about 10 minutes till the top of the hour, 50 minutes past, and you can get the rest of the show in its entirety live and direct again here from Cleveland. All right, if you want to jump in on the show tonight, let me allow you to do that by giving you two bits of information if you didn't know them already. The toll-free number to call is 877 You can also email the show if you would care to do that. Greg at com is the email address. You can take advantage of one or both or neither. Just lay out and take advantage of the excellent content that I have provided for thee, the listening audience. Special mention to everybody in the chat room over on OutdoorCookingChannel.com. If you're listening on the audio side, if you want to take part in a very interactive portion, some would consider an integral portion of the show, go to OutdoorCookingChannel.com and sign in on the chat roll with your Twitter, with your Facebook. I'm sure you have one or the other. I have both aside from many other different social networks that I am a part of to promote the show. But you can kind of talk and get it on with some of the other big barbecue people that are out there in the audience tonight chatting about as when sometimes, you know, I don't always follow the chat, so I don't think I'm reading it line by line. I have other duties and engineering and hosting and producing skills that I have to tend to during the show. Sometimes the chat room gets out of hand. It has nothing to do with what's happening in regards to show content, and that's what's kind of beautiful about the whole thing as well. All right, let me tell you what's happening here on the show tonight. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now, we have Candy Weaver from the Kansas City Barbecue Society. She's the current president. Also, you would know her as the owner of Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. So we'll be talking to her section or segment number two about KCBS and what's happening there, the impending elections, uh, some of the other stuff that transpired at the end of last year, what we have to look forward to this year in 2012 in regards to the biggest sanctioning body out there in competition barbecue. And then in segment three, we'll talk to her more business side, more core business side, and that's going to be about the Barbecuers Delight wood pellets. So look for Candy Weaver coming up in about nine minutes from now. Second hour, a guy who is really single-handedly dominating competition barbecue, the pit master of Tippecanoe Barbecue, Joe Beeland, is already in this year. Joe was already in this year. He won a reserve grand, and he won a grand championship out in an event that took place over a two-day period in California. I believe it was like the very first KCBS of 2012, and Joe continuing or picking up the world domination of barbecue where he left off last year. 
So we're going to talk to Joe about how that competition went for him and just maybe some overall things that have to do with the competition world as well. Joe Bielan, one of the uh, growing favorite guests here on the radio show, now probably his uh, 17th or 20th appearance. I mean, you couldn't get the guy off the show because all he did was keep winning starting uh, some point in September all the way through towards the end of the year. Uh, John Dawson letting me know, gang, he's locked and loaded on TuneIn Radio. You know it, awaiting cons- uh, copious rempy owns. I believe he means uh, rempyisms. That's is where I make up words on the fly, try to pass them off as my own without uh, – sometimes I know it, sometimes I don't know it. But if I pass them off as my own, as long as I'm speaking with conviction and passion, sometimes I'm able to just kind of pass it right through. Nobody's any the wiser. Jono is, uh, is in the midst of making a Rempyism dictionary that will be for sale uh, one year from today. John doesn't know about that, but I'm just introducing to, uh, that to him right now. All right, let's go. So, again, Candy Weaver, Joe Beeland are the guests for tonight. I want to do, uh, make mention of this this coming in from uh, Basic Patrick. You know him in the chat rooms as well. And he wanted to pass along kind of a, you know, a very un- unfortunate news story, something we don't always like to do here on the show. But he is a very well-respected listener, somebody who brings a lot to the show. And I want to make sure that we're carving out time for things that are important to other people here because they're giving back to the show. Uh, there's a major thread on both the Smoke Ring and the Barbecue Brethren, but he wanted to let me know uh, or directly communicate to me officially since I am the uh, overseer of media giantism when it comes to barbecue. Uh, in the words of Patrick, the barbecue community lost one of our own to a senseless act, or I'm sorry, to a senseless accident a few days ago. Nancy Gell, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, not gel, but Nancy Gell, pitmaster of Purple Turtle Catering Company, was killed in a hit and run driver. While crossing the street in Vermont while on a ski trip, Nancy was a true character of Northeast Barbecue and a longtime member of the New England Barbecue Society, more affectionately known as NEBS. Thoughts and prayers are with her, her husband, and companion at the pit and the rest of her family and friends. Rest in peace, Nancy. Uh, Nancy, we raise one up to you tonight. Uh, Gang. There's uh, more in a link. I don't know if that is over at the Smoke Ring or at the Barbecue Brethren. Uh, but a serious loss to New England Barbecue Society, uh, Nancy. So uh, thoughts and prayers to the people that are survived, Nancy, taken out too soon. And just a quick reminder here, folks, that you know, this whole thing that we're doing, this uh, this life, got to live it every day to the fullest. We don't know when the number's called, how it's going to go down going to be a tragic accident like uh, Nancy was a part of, if it's going to be some type of a disease, who knows what it is. So we have to make sure that we are getting each and every day's worth of happiness and enjoyment, that we are telling our kids and our loved ones that we love them and they mean everything to us because we don't know when the last time or the next time is going to be when we'll be able to say that. So thanks again. To Patrick for getting me that information so I can disseminate that to you guys and uh, hopefully people that get this in the podcast review later on at their convenience will also hoist a glass with me as we uh, say one final hurrah to Nancy. <laughs> New Year's resolutions from what I am hearing. 
I only have one resolution this year, and you know about it. I started talking about three or four weeks ago, but I finally manned up. Gang, it's time to trim the fat and do beards for barbecue. Look, you fat pieces of monkey. You need to get up off of it. You need to step away from the third, fourth, and fifth hamburger at your sittings. Stop at one or two. Two's good. Five hamburgers is a lot. But we need to get out there. We need to start choking down our Jobies. We need to get on the treadmill. We need to start eating right. We need to start exercising and eating a little less or perhaps eating better and more nutritious. But stressing the heart. Let's get out there. Let's get in that physical activity. I have started uh, now three days in. I'm a little sore today. Legs really sore from the run yesterday, that's for sure. But I'll be back at it again tomorrow, so join me. Please, grow a beard if you want to. Ladies, if you can grow a beard and you're interested in beards for barbecue, that's fine with me. I don't have any problem with that. But let's get out there and take care of ourselves. And as Jerry Springer used to say, uh, and each other. We want to take care of ourselves and each other. All right, we've got Candy Weaver coming up here in about four minutes from now. Look, there's no doubt in my mind that one of the top teams in 2012 this year is going to be also somebody that we should trust with our very lives. Dave Bosker from Butcher Barbecue. Finished third overall team of the year race for 2011. I'm sure he's going to start out like a house of fire. Why am I so sure? Because look, how many teams are using Dave's product and winning, getting some of the best scores that they've ever gotten because they've decided to step up, start injecting the products with a brand of injection, whether it be pork, whether it be beef, that has been tried and true on competitions. But you know what? It's not just the people that are out there on the competition side of things either that can benefit from this whole injection thing. No, it's somebody like me, somebody who is not a competition cook, but somebody who wants to continually hone and craft the skill of barbecue just in the backyard. Maybe I'm going to be throwing some type of big soiree where I got all the cookers out. I want to make sure that moisture is right, that the texture is right, that the flavor is packed well within the meat that I am cooking for my guests. Dare I say, the people that will actually judge you behind your back and then talk shit about you if your food is terrible. We don't want any of that. That's why I trust myself to the butcher himself, butcherbbq.com and Dave Bosco. Again, peruse the website. Find all of the great rubs that he has. Of course, those world-famous pork and beef injections. He's got that revolutionary new product called Grill right now, which is actually infusing any piece of meat that you are planning to cook with that grill flavor already in it. Maybe you're where I am. It's 50 degrees below zero and the snow is blowing. You just don't have that testicular fortitude to get out there in the cold and grill it up, but you still want that taste. Grill is exactly what you need. It's an injection. It's a marinade. Hell, you can do them both together. You can marinate it first, and then you can inject it for a double dose of Flavor Jones that you're never going to forget, and your friends and neighbors are going to love you for it. It's going to have that great grilled flavor that you would normally get when you're outside freezing it off, but you're going to get it from the comfort of your own home. Again, the sauce is second to none. The rubs are absolutely fantastic. I've tried them all. Look, you're getting my endorsement, but more importantly than that, you're getting endorsements from teams all across America. They're using Dave's products, and they are winning and getting rave reviews from their neighbors and friends. ButcherBBQ.com. 
Shipping.com. Don't forget about the shipping rates, $55 or less. You're shipping out at $7 flat rate. Anything more than that, it's $9. That's just another way where you can trust your butcher. All right, we're going to come back with Candy Weaver, president of the Kansas City Barbecue Society and owner of Butcher, or I'm sorry, of Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets right after this. Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back, 14 past the hour. Don't forget, coming up uh, in the second hour, we do have one of the hottest barbecue cooks out there in the nation right now, Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue Team. But before we do that, we'll race right over the hotline. She is president of the Kansas City Barbecue Society. She owns... Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets, and she is a friend of the show. We join Candy Weaver. Candy, who are you? I'm fine, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fine, Candy. Always appreciate the time uh, making out for the show tonight, and there are a lot of different things that we can get to. I figured we would break it down into two segments, if it's all right with you. We'll go uh, politics segment number one, and we'll do core business in the second segment. So, well-known, you are the president of KCBS, whether you like it or not. What do you like after the first 12 months, Candy? You made the, the run last year to get on. You happy you did it? Was it more than you thought it would be? Give us some personal insight on this whole deal. You know, you never really know what you get into until you sit, sit yourself right into it. And uh, after being president for 10 months now and on the board for almost two years, it, I'm not sorry I did it. KCBS has done a lot for me, and it's meant a lot to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to give back. Can you give me an overall evaluation of how the past you know, 10 months, two years have, have went for the board? Do you think they're getting an unfair shake, or do you think some of the criticism is valid? Criticism is never a bad thing. Um, it, it, it pushes people to look beyond where we currently are, and otherwise we'd get stagnant. Um, so, yeah, I think some of it's deserved. Of course, I think an awful lot of what's going on these days is, is uh, uh, winter. I can't cook blues, and it just makes cooks mean. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's the slow time where uh, those of us that cook competitively like to be on the road and out cooking, and we're not. And those who judge like to get on the road and go to contests, and they're not. And, uh, you know, it, it just makes you a little frustrated. And one thing about competition barbecue is there's an awful lot of people out there that are very passionate about it and feel very uh, attached to it. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show. Candy, some highlights uh, that has happened over the, the past year, some things that you really liked, saw get done, and, and maybe on, conversely on that, some things you would have liked to have seen done maybe a little bit differently. Okay. Um, I see a lot of things, a lot of work yet to be done. 
what I'm proudest of is is the Sam's Barbecue Tournament. I think that was absolutely uh, a great first year, and I'm really excited that Sam's is coming back on board uh, and actually adding five contests for 2012. It's going to be a fabulous tournament, and if I can get in, I'm going to cook one this year because last year uh, the only involvement of board members was uh, on the management side. Do you think, Candy, that that was kind of like a – you kind of led me right into my next question, which had to do about sure. the Sam's Club Tour. Obviously, from people you talked to, it really got a lot of glowing reviews, especially from people that were able to take part in it, and that being the inaugural season. So obviously, since they've, they've come back and they've added some competitions, one's right down an hour and ten minutes south of me in Canton, Ohio, do you, do you expect it to be even bigger and better in popularity as far as more cooks coming to get in and, and popularity for the sport in general? Well, I think that's one thing that is kind of exciting is the growth of KCBS over the last year. I think there were a 1,000 more teams, if I remember correctly, that competed in 2011 than in 2010, and uh, contest growth was about 15 to 20%. Even in spite of the economy and losing a number of contests, uh, there were still well over 400 contests last year, KCBS contests. And, uh, you know, I think it's only going to get bigger and better now. The Sands tournament is still going to be it, – it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, um, a fight to get in because each contest is still going to be limited to 30 teams. Mm-hmm. So um, – and each team can only, can only cook one event. So you pick your region, you make sure that you can you can compete in the region if you're lucky enough to get there, and then you, you find the, the qualifier to, to get in. The one thing that's really exciting is that they've spread the money to the overall so that if you get uh, if you get into the regional, you'll have some money to get you there. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show, current president of the KCBS. Candy, you mentioned that competition growth happened over the past 12 months. What about membership? Did you see it grow at all? Did, were there, was there some attrition that happened? Well, there's always attrition, but at best of my knowledge, we started 2011 at about 13,000 members, and we're now at about 15,000 members. So there's been growth. Yeah, uh, 2,000 people isn't, uh, isn't bad considering you know the niche that we're actually serving. Do you expect it mm-hmm. to grow even more this year? Are, are there any plans laid out as far as getting more membership? Does the board focus at all as far as just getting new members? Well, we, we focus, oh, you know, that's one thing about our CBJ program. That is such a, a, a that's a membership driver because every, every CBJ out there has to be a member to compete at a, I mean, to judge at a contest. And of course, the, 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 Certified barbecue judge training in itself is a is a draw uh, for barbecue. Um, we've worked. We focused a lot this year with the efforts of Jingo Kachia that uh, to, on the, on membership retention because it's one thing to go out and find new people. Well, we want to keep the people that are already involved that have had a taste of what uh, what KCBS is all about. Do you have any idea? And this might be kind of a, an odd question for percentage that you may or may not know, but for all of the teams that cook in a KCBS event, do you have any type of percentage of 
how many of those teams are actual members of the KCBS. Because from what I understand, you obviously don't have to be a member of KCBS in order to cook in a KCBS-sanctioned event. Uh, no, but with the new software that's under development, uh, uh, we'll be able to, to track that and have numbers for that when that goes into effect. Do you have any type of guess, so, would you say? Uh, no, I really wouldn't. I w- you know, cooks always think that, that cooks are the major, uh, there are more members that are cooks, but really there's more members that are judges. Everybody... And I was visiting with some, somebody today, said, you know, because we're in the middle of the election period, yep. and typically we have about uh, 17 to 20 percent people that vote, and uh, it's 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 the judges that elect people, so not the cooks. And I hate that. Because you're a cook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why. But you're I'm also in the first a judge. Right? I mean, I'm also a judge and a table captain, but I'm a cook by choice. Would you rather judge an event, or would you always rather cook an event? Oh, I'd rather cook. All right, so you're a cook. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you find out who the judges are and who the cooks are, right? That's exactly right. I mean, it's you can't, you don't get the thrill of awards unless you're in you're in the game, and you know you're not in the game unless you're cooking. And I, I enjoy there are times that I enjoy. Um, there, there are times that I enjoy judging, but I tell you what, one of the best times I had at a contest, I, I took a lesson from uh, my dear friend David Roper, who was one of the best at hanging out at a contest and doing whatever needed to be done. And you know, that's a lot of fun too. If you got just hanging out with friends, and, and that, that's the most important part of all of it. So, Candy Weaver, I'd rather cook. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show. Candy, are there any other partnerships that you know that are going to be unfolding 2012 that you might be able to give us a little insight on? Obviously, we know there's like Kingsford Cup and there's that Ranch Reserve thing, but anything new that is coming up that you can introduce us to tonight? Well, all of that will really be announced at the banquet next week. Um, and and I don't know if I know anything right now. Honest, I'm kind of ashamed to say that, but I don't think I know. I mean, the big, the big news is Sam's. And, um, you know, and, and Sam's is very big, big news. Now, we, are, we have put together a successful uh, Great American Barbecue Tour for next year. And uh, that'll be out and on the, the, the Peters will be out and on the road again um, uh, promoting barbecue there. And that, that's actually a good membership driver, too, because they always have membership materials there at the Great American Barbecue Tour. Uh, Munch and Hogs at the Hilton is now uh, two 2011 team of the year, correct? I don't think so. I don't know. Is he? Well, when I was on KCBS.us this morning, they had them listed as number one. I believe it was Swine Assassins, yeah, number and two. And, and, uh, Assassins and Butcher Barbecue, Butcher Barbecue, third overall. We love Butcher mm-hmm. Barbecue over here. Uh, all right, so uh, another great year for competition barbecue, and we look forward to 2012. Okay, let me ask you about a subject and address it however you want. British Barbecue Society, what's happened there? You know... I don't know. Honestly, there's a... There's a oh, I do. <laughs> I do, because uh, I, I, I spend a lot of time on the various online forums and around, and, and on one of the particular forums... Uh, the British Barbecue Society announced that they've been using KCBS rules. Was it? Were they using and, KCBS rules, or were they using uh, rules that were similar? 
No, they were at at the time. The the, the brag was when we've been using KCBS rules for five years. Okay. And that's how it was set. And 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 bottom line is the one thing that KCBS has is its rules. And you know, because if we don't protect our rules, then what is KCBS? You know, they're 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 trademarked, they're copyrighted, mm-hmm. and and essentially uh, we we. We license organizers to use our rules and, and make it possible for an organizer to conduct a fair and, and as, as fair as possible, a good KCBS barbecue contest. And that's available to anybody that's out there willing to, to sign up to do a contest and pay the fee. So bottom line is KCBS took steps to protect its property. So where does it sit now? Um, the British Barbecue Society has changed their website. You know, they're, they're, they're not saying that they're using KCBS rules anymore. They're using KCBS style rules, which is, you know, it's, it's a small point. And, and of course, if they ever decide to, uh, to truly sanction and have, host a KCBS contest, we'd welcome them uh, with open arms. Is there a possibility that they could do that under some type of licensing agreement where you wouldn't have to fly out KCBS reps like you would do here in the States, cost prohibitive-wise, but still kind of have a, a revenue stream generated back into the States that way? Uh, I, I'm sure there would be all kinds of ways to work things out. And, you know, they, they had a, a, a contest over in, in Britain uh, – uh, last year that that Byron Chisholm won, and I'm not that familiar with it. I'll be honest with you, I I I like it stateside, and it wouldn't be in my interest to go over to to uh, on the other side of the pond to cook a contest. Now Hawaii, I might be interested. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anywhere tropical, right? Candy Weaver joining yeah. us here on the show. All right, Candy, so let's uh, quickly kind of go over the impending elections. Uh, they've recently started the voting. Uh, I think it goes until the 13th. You know, I, I hear a lot of the same from folks looking to come into the board. So let's go ahead and hit these hot buttons real quick uh, for the remainder of this segment, and then we'll get into the core business sure. of Barbecuers Delight here after the commercial break. But uh, I hear a continued bringing up of transparency. How is it? Should it be better? Is it good as is? What do you think? I think we're getting better. Um, bottom line, some things just absolutely are not are not. You can't talk about somebody's life in front of the, the, the general membership. Anytime we deal with contractual issues, or or I, I would say um, complaint resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we look for the privacy of our members, and there's nobody that there's no reason to air dirty laundry or discuss uh, contractual monetary figures in front of the general membership. What about micromanagement? You always hear about board is doing a lot of infighting and they're arguing over minutia, and that should be left to the people that are actually working for KCBS. The board should be working on a, on a grander scheme of moving barbecue ahead for the, the mission statement. Is it being done well enough? Is there still more infighting than not? As somebody that sees it every day, what do you think? Oh, I think, I think a, lot of that's, uh, a lot of that's gone away. There's, you know, anytime you get 12 people in a room, you're going to have disagreements. And it's not, it's not that every one of us that serve on the board serve 
because we love KCBS and we believe wholeheartedly in the mission. You know, we changed the mission statement last year. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, we actually did. And, you know, these days, uh, we've instead of looking for peace, people to acknowledge that barbecue is America's cuisine, during it, we made a statement, and barbecue is America's cuisine. That's right. And, and if, if our 15,000 membership strong, uh, member strong uh, organization can't declare barbecue as, as, as America's cuisine and do all we can to promote and enhance and, 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 Keep the art of barbecue and the sport of barbecue alive, then who else could? So I think we're getting better. I think we're getting better. And it's going to be it's going to be a whole new board next year. There'll be three empty brand-new seats for sure, and I'm really excited. I'm going to run for president again, so maybe maybe the new board will keep me on. I hear continuing education for judges. I always think it's a great idea, but I wonder how something can be put in place to actually have that done proficiently. What do you think about how the judges are being scored, and should there is there anything better that can be put in place to make sure the judges are on top of their game to ensure that the rules are being followed and that the, the cooks have uh, is as consistent a chance of going out and winning every time they go out? You know, as a cook... It's a very, very subjective thing to be a judge. And you'll hear, you hear cooks say all the time, well, it's the luck of the table. And really, truly it is. And, and someone who's a much better competition cook than me all, once said that um, it's not really the best barbecue that wins at a contest. It's the least offensive. And if you, if you, it's a balance of sweet, salt, and, and savory in everything you do. And uh, if, you, if you're lucky, you don't annoy more than one judge. Because, of course, we drop the lowest score. Candy, do you think it would ever make sense to have an all-cooks board of directors? Or does there need to be that difference in order to balance things out and get a different perspective? Now, this is just my thought, but I, I would like to see a board that's uh, no more than six reps, no more than half reps. I think an awful lot of the problems with, with, with board um, divisiveness in, in, over the past years is the fact that most board members are reps. And what do reps do? They like to run things. So when you've got 12 people that like to run things and each has their own way of doing that, there's a there's a there's a uh, recipe for conflict right there. Is there a way to get to get that change? That's something that would need to be voted on. Then, well, I, I don't know how we do it. You know, honestly, it's one of those things that people run for the board. Now, if you look at this year's slate of of uh, um, potential directors this year, there are actually more that are non reps than it usually is the case. You know, there's a, there's a couple of judges, and and uh, but you look, and I, I counted them, and I think out of the slate of, of of nominees for this year, I think there's eight reps. All right, Candy, you've uh, dovetailed me uh, graciously and greatly right into this last question before we go to the first break here in between segments. Uh, who gets Candy? I want to make you look good. Yeah, great. <laughs> who who gets Candy Weaver's vote for KCBS Board of Directors this year? I can't share that information. Bull. The masses are waiting to hear what the president has to say. 
No, but listen, I, I want to say one thing. I did vote for both changes to the bylaws, and I'd like to say why. Okay. Uh, I think with 15,000 members in KCBS that all that we need to do, we need to, to, to really, really embrace the diversity of our members. And one way we can do that is to term limit board uh, directors on the board. Is If you serve two terms on the board, lay out a term. Lay out for three years. So that way if you get reelected for that fourth year going back in, it's, it's, a, it's a new board. You know, you're not going back in with the same people. You've got new people you have to interact with, and it will be a different experience. Um, I think it's very important for people that live in the same house not to be on the board at the same time, and this has nothing to do with, with this happening before, but it, it makes it – we each, as directors of KCBS, have different assignments and different duties, and it's very important to know that your duties are your duties and stay your duties. and, and uh, Take turns if you want to both be directors on the board, but don't be on there at the same time. Candy Weaver, Again, from, go ahead. Just, it's a diversity issue. And when, one thing I'd like to, to really say, Greg, if I may, is that it's, regional representation is not dead. Uh, there will be another referendum at some point in time this next year, and uh, we'll put some choices to the membership at that point in time. All right. That's such an important topic. It probably deserves to stand on its own. Candy Weaver joining us here for the uh, next segment as well. She is the current president of the KCBS Board of Directors. We're going to pick the conversation up with her in just a second. But first, gang, let me remind you about the good folks over in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the good folks over at the Barbecue Guru. Now, look. We know all about the automatic pin temperature control devices. We know about the Onyx oven. The Barbecue Guru also carries a bunch of different accoutrements that might make your barbecue and grilling life even easier. Were you looking for a source of wicked good charcoal? Guess what? The Barbecue Guru is your source. How about Blues Hog sauces? How about Head Country sauces? How about the slabs and the Dizzy Pig type rubs? Of course, they do make that Onyx oven which has been proven time and time again by the Barbecue Guru team itself, competing in some of the biggest competitions during the course of a calendar year. And guess what? They're winning. You can go to huxhut.com and you can see Barbecue Bob Trudnak actually give a video once around of the Sonics oven. You'll be surprised that the package is kind of small visually. But when you actually open it up and you see those one-inch thick walls of insulation and the fact that you know that anything made from the barbecue guru that's cooker related is also going to be more adversely adaptable to an automatic pin temperature control device that they make because guess what it's the same company making both products it's a cooker that you can easily put in your car and transport to any type of competition that you're going to or perhaps you're going to be doing an event for 200 people or 300 people whatever the case may be you can go ahead and put that in your car and take it to your neighbor's house. You can cater a whole event. You put it back in your car. You go home, count the cash, and laugh in everybody's face because guess what? The Onyx Oven is a fuel miser as well. Now, all you have to do to get top efficiency is call Barbecue Bob or call any of the other people over the Barbecue Guru at 800-288-GUR or visit them online at bbqguru.com and outfit that cooker or any cooker that you have if it's not the Onyx Oven. 
with an automatic temperature control device made by the Barbecue Guru. There's four different models to choose from. You got the wireless ProCom 4 unit. You have the CyberQ2 unit. You have a DigiQ DX. Of course, you have that new PartyQ unit, which is absolutely revolutionizing the way automatic temperature control devices work. It's a single unit. It's all-encompassing. It runs on AA batteries. You get 35, 40 hours out of each set of batteries. It's absolutely fantastic. You can get an LED readout display. You can adjust it by five-degree increments and take it wherever you want to go. But you have to call them at 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. When we come back, we're talking barbecuers delight wood pellets with Candy Weaver. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, new sound band, suburban boys record. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. 38 past the hour, we're talking with Candy Weaver. KCBS president and owner of Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Which is what this segment's going to be about. Candy, thanks for hanging with me through the break here. So for the people that have been living under a rock, Candy, I mean, you've come to barbecue domination, obviously because you're a good barbecue cook, but you also have this little business called Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. I can actually find them in some specialty stores up here in Cleveland, so you know the word is getting out, the product's spreading like hot fire. Uh, how do you get into this business of wood pellets? I was born... Uh, into a pellet-making family, and um, it's a family business. I am one of the owners of Barbecuers Delight with my two brothers. Um, my brother and my dad, who are both engineers, um, started uh, the core business up here in Pine Bluff, Arkansas in 1982, and we've been in business in the same location uh, ever since then. Has and it? we started... We started making wood pellets in uh, 1992. But before that, we took a we took a byproduct from a paper mill and turned it into fuel cubes and sold them back to the paper mill. So 92 was when you got into making the actual barbecue wood pellets that you use in your cookers. Actually, it was probably more like yeah, 92, 94, somewhere around there. All right, so how were pellets? You know, back in back in those days, there was only one, uh, maybe two pellet cookers out there. There was Traeger, right. of course, who had the patents and really kept everybody else out of it. And uh, Reliant made a uh, Reliant pellet stoves made a, a little cooker called the Nomad Pellet Matic. I think it's weird as somebody barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's weird whenever we use the date 1992 and then we say back in those days. That really scares me. I mean, I graduated high school in 92, so that always seems weird when we go back to that date and say back in those days. Now, for the people that aren't aware, Candy, how does the pellet making process actually happen? Uh, We start off with sawdust, and of course, part of making food grade pellets is you start off with the best sawdust you can find. Uh, with as, as small an amount of bark as you can get, and you mix it all up and you run it through an extrusion mill, kind of like you'd make rabbit food. Uh, you can't make as many as many pellets when you're running wood, but basically the principle is the same. 
um, it's pressure and the heat generated by the, the, the pressure and the centrifugal force of the mill that you extrude the, the sawdust out through, um, through this dye and the heat from the pressure makes the lignin, which is a natural component of the wood, uh, rebind the wood into a pellet. And it's about five times denser than natural wood. And this is the same process that you would use to create an applewood pellet or a hickory wood pellet or anything flavor wood wise exactly. like that. Hmm. Exactly. The only difference is what, what kind of sawdust goes into the machine. In fact, my brother was the first to make a 100% hardwood pellet. Uh, prior to that, pellets were generally made out of softwoods, and um, um, even alder is a softwood. And nobody said, said you can't make a 100% uh, pellet out of any, any species of wood, but he did it. He figured it out. Candy, let me ask you this question. This might seem a little self-effacing for you to answer, but I talk to a lot of pitmasters out there on the competition circuit, whether it be on this radio show, whether we're emailing back and forth kind of in private correspondence, and especially for the people that are using pellet cookers. Almost to a person, they say that the barbecuers are like wood pellets, widely considered to be the go-to pellet for the competition guy and for the backyarder alike. Why do you think that is? What Can you point to anything specifically on why the Barbecuers Alight brand really consider, considered to be the head and shoulders above some of the rest? I think, I think we've been very, very lucky in that uh, we've, we've partnered and been um, embraced by a number of the best cooks uh, out on the circuit, uh, starting with John Willingham from Memphis, Tennessee. And, uh, and his wham cooker. And um, it, it's just, we've been very lucky. And we've always prided ourselves on treating customers like we'd want to be treated. If someone has a problem or if, if you know, I don't ask questions. I say, well, what can I do to make it right? And I do the best I can. I, I had a customer one time, it was Wee Willie up in Minnesota. And uh, he, he cooked on a wham and he was having difficulties. He says, I, I just can't, it, it, you know, it, John says, it's the pellets, it's the pellets. I said, okay, I'm going to send you a bag of every pellet we make. If you have a, the same problem with every pellet we make, it's not the pellets. And you go back to John and you tell him he's got a problem with his cooker. Right. And sure enough, it turned out there was a, there was a, a steel-to-steel binding issue going on. But that's just one example of the kind of things we do, that if someone's unhappy, we do our best to, to make it right. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show from Barbecuers Delight Wood Pallets. Candy, as, as you kind of do research on the Internet and you see some companies are 100% hickory, 100% apple wood, for instance, and then you look on your bags, it's one-third of the fruit wood, it's two-thirds oak. Why do you mix like that, and is there a benefit to having a 100% uh, Applewood pellet or hickorywood pellet? Well, I was apple definitely not because um, all the apple I've used, it doesn't have enough BTUs to give you a good fire. And when you're burning pellets, it's the heat and the flavor in a pellet fire device, you need consistent fire. Now, the new controllers and stuff that they do on all these machines, they'll, they'll boost and push more, more pellets through the fire to give you the temperature you want. But 
that we found through all of our, our, our moving around, and trust me, I've burnt every kind of pellet we make. If it's a food-grade pellet, I've burned it through a pellet-fired device at some point in time just to see what it'd do, and there's been a lot of food I've thrown away because certain things just don't... You, you need the blend to kind of to give you the good fire, to give you the consistent heat, to give you a good product uh, on your plate. So we know about all the traditional style barbecue hardwoods and the pellets that a lot of people use, whether it be in the backyard or on the circuit. But we're talking also savory herb and sassafras. How the hell do those even come up to manufacture? Well, that was my brainchild. Because I've, I've been an herb gardener for a long, long time. And, you know, you, on your Weber grill, you go out in here and you grab some sprigs of thyme and you throw it in there. Ooh, that smells so good. Well, I thought, well, why not make something with good leafy dried herbs? Because one of the things you do when, when herbs are, are exposed to heat is it intensifies the flavor and it releases all those oils into the um, into the into into your food. And I thought, well, why wouldn't that work in a pellet too? Because what's generated making pellets heat. So um, the savory herb is 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 my brainchild. We invented the mix of, of, of oregano, rosemary, and thyme that's in there, and we actually mix that up. We, we did buy it from a, from a spice company, and it's really pretty stuff. And it just goes right Nobody into really the... Nobody likes to make the stinky pellets, though. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the, whole, makes the whole plant smell like pizza. And it just goes right into the wood mixture, and bam, you have a, a mm-hmm. savory herb pellet. Exactly. One of the it's other... about 10% leafy herbs in, mixed in with the oak. I, I got a bag from you, Candy, last week, and it looked mm-hmm. like no other pellet I have ever seen in my life, and that's because it was a charcoal pellet. And I'm looking at it, my mind is going crazy, and I'm like, this seems like it almost goes against the very foundations that pellets were born on, that being wood. When did charcoal pellets come about and... Are they made the same way? Is this like pulverized uh, briquettes, or what are we looking at here? No, actually, it's a wood char, which, of course, is natural lump charcoal. And um, I always said that if 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 I had a if I had a quarter for every time somebody said, "Well, I sure wish I could get a charcoal pellet," and um, it's actually proven to be pretty successful. It's. Uh, We'll see. What? I don't. The, the neat thing about them is I cooked a contest over in Fulton, Mississippi, and I we'd just come out with them in the bag. And I said, well, I'm going to cook this contest with, with all charcoal pellets. And I'm like, okay. Normally on the pellet fire jambo, it takes 60 pounds of pellets to cook a contest. Mm-hmm. With, the, with, the, with the charcoal pellets, it took 40 pounds. That's how high the BTUs are. Now, I didn't think the flavor was all that great. Because I like a stronger wood smoke flavor in my comp- in my competition barbecue, but I'd mix it in because you sure do sure does extend the amount of pellets. I mean, it, it stretches the amount of pellets it takes. So you're actually using a mixture of both wood pellets and charcoal pellets. Yeah. Hmm. Well, see, the charcoal pellets are not straight charcoal; they're they're a mix of charcoal and oak. Would it have been more advantageous for me to grill with the charcoal? I, I fired up the Gorilla Cooker last night, and I had mm-hmm. probably three-quarters of a hopper of the mix between hickory and uh, apple that I always love. 
Should I have emptied it out and put in charcoal? Would I have gotten a better grilling experience with the charcoal pellets, you think? Well, I like it on burgers. Yeah, because that's what I was doing. I was doing burgers last night. Yeah, I mean, it's good on burgers. Hmm. And, and this it's burns. It's pretty good on brisket. It's it, pretty good on steak. It, it burns clean. There's no, like, uh, Kingsford blue bag style taste or anything like that. Oh, nothing like that, no. Hmm. It's, it's a very clean taste. It'll give you a good heat and, and for, for very few pellets. But you need to really try the wine-soaked oak. That is really special. Yeah, that was another bag that I was going to ask you about. But I'm getting inundated with this question. So please tell us, Candy, about this pellet-fired jambo that everybody in the chat room is asking me. <laughs> Lay it out. Yeah, okay. I, I, I ended up with one of the original 23 jambo pits back when they were called gear pits. Right. And uh, I was the fourth owner. And uh, it took me two and a half years to talk Jamie into putting pellet fire in the back. And and uh, I went over and cooked a contest. Um, oh, I forget where it was. But it, oh, I know what it was. I, I went to Trader's Village one one year and, and left the pit with Jamie with the pellet fire and about 80 pounds of pellets and said, here, you know, do whatever you need to do to make it work. I want the wood door and I want the, another door with a pellet fire in it. And uh, he did it for me, and I've been competing on it uh, for the last two years. And um, it, it's uh, it's all good. I, I asked him one time, though, I said, you know, I have the most I've ever used in pellets of the contest was 110 pounds, but it was miserably cold and windy, and, I mean, it was, it was eating pellets like crazy. And uh, the least I've ever used was the 40 pounds of, of charcoal pellets. And I asked Jamie one time, I said, well, how much wood do you take to a contest? And he said, oh, 60, 70 pounds. So it's all the same. No matter what kind of wood you're using or what kind of fuel you're using, it's all about heat and BTUs and, and whatever it needs to, to um, whatever you need to do to get the job done. Uh, now, I think I'm safe to say, though, his 60 or 70 pounds of wood to your 60 or 70 pounds of pellets, Yours is a much more efficient and uh, a cleaner uh, burning fuel than his wood is, though, right? I get to sleep more than he does. Well, I have my guarantee you do. Well, I get three hours. (laughs) I I sleep in three-hour stretches. (laughs) All right, well, where is Barbecuers Alike going to be competing at next, Candy? Where do you you plan on going? I'm going to Young Harris, Georgia, the end of the month. I can't wait. And uh, just for my sake of being, how do you like your gorilla pit? We haven't really talked about it on the show. I haven't come out and told the barbecue world I'm actually cheating, and I've started to make love with a pellet cooker. But as someone who is a pellet cooker expert, what do you think about that cooker? Well, let's see. First of all, let me back up. I've got the pellet jambo. Yeah. I've got an FEC 100. Right. I've got a Traeger. I've got uh, a Woodmaster T1000, and I've got uh, a Mac Grill, and I've got a um, a Grilla. The Grilla is the newest, and I really like it. I think it's it's very well crafted. Um, I like the control system with it. I have some concerns, and I'd be I'd be very careful with. Um, I, I have issues that relate to burn back where the pellets actually burn back up and into yes. the hopper because of the electronics being right there. Be very careful how you position it in the wind. 
Um, I like how I like. I think it's a very efficient design. I think it's a very clean design, and I like it. Absolutely. This is Candy Weaver. You know, is the president of the Kansas City Barbecue Society, and also is one of the owners of Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. And you can find them at BBQRS Delight. Dot com. Candy, always appreciate the time. Continued success. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All righty. There she is. It's Candy, the president. I always love uh, keeping time with presidents. Candy's actually <laughs> the only president in recent memory from the Kansas City Barbecue Society who has come on the show uh, more than one time in a row and decided that uh, I- I'm a creep and the show sucks. And they're not going to do the show anymore. I can go down the line. Mike Lake, president before that, Merle White Book, Carolyn Wells, all the big wigs. Never had time for me, but Candy's got time for me. Thank you, Candy. Gang, Butcher Barbecue's class is all filled up, but let me tell you something. March 10th and 11th of this year, there is a two-day competition barbecue school Presenting a guy that won the American Royal Todd Johns from the Pork Pulling Plowboys, ladies and gentlemen. Todd is one of the most successful winningest team captains on the competition barbecue circuit and one of the most sought-after instructors in the world when it comes to competition classes. In the past few months, teams that took his classes won both the American Royal, which is of the open portion out of 500 teams in the Jack Daniels International Invitational Tournament, the two most prestigious contests in the world. Is it prestigious? We're taking reservations now, and by we, I mean Fred Bernardo of Fred's Music and BBQ.com, better known as Tasty Licks BBQ Supply. And they're taking reservations now. People from all over the country have already registered. If you've ever thought that you want to get into competition barbecue or... You just want to improve your skills in general on that grill or on the barbecue or on both. This class is a huge bargain. Now, due to economy of scale and demand for Todd's class, Fred is having this class right at the beautiful location of downtown Shillington, Pennsylvania. Dare I say it? Tropical, baby. You know how tropical it's going to be in March, right? Go to TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's right, TastyLicksBBQ.com. Or you can go ahead and send Fred an email, inquire about the class, talk about cost. We'll probably have Fred back on here in the next few weeks or so to pimp the class out a little bit more and give us an update on how many slots are left. But if you didn't get out to Butcher Barbecue's class, not if you didn't get out there, but if you weren't able to register, this is a class you're going to want to highly consider. Todd Johns, again, one of the most sought-after competition cooks out there. And you can take it in Chillington, Pennsylvania at TastyLicksBBQ.com. It's Fred's Music and Barbecue. TastyLicksBBQ.com. We'll wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. 
been rolling down barbecue highway Finger in the air cause I do things my way The next time barbecue events will I call home Yeah, yeah, yeah all right, thanks to Candy Weaver for joining me. We talked KCBS in segment number two. We talked about barbecuers are like wood pellets in the third segment. That was last segment. BBQRSDelight.com, also uh, the newest sponsor to the show. Thank you, Candy. BBQRSDelight.com. End of the show, we'll be doing the pellet giveaway. She's got a pellet uh, pack giveaway that we're going to be doing. So listen for the rest of the show and get yourself a free gift pack of barbecuers like see what it's all about right what do you tom emery what do you mean who picks the music get that big stuff out of here newsflash tom newsflash my show what do you mean who picks the music those guys are west coasters just like you if you got a problem with the moonshine bandits tom you got a problem with yourself don't bring it here right these guys run moonshine out of uh los banos where's los banos at don't make me chase those boys out of there los banos tom don't even do it <laughs> they are moonshinebandits.com you look them up i'm telling you you're gonna be sorry you mess with those guys those guys know how to put it down all right uh let me go all right kcbs.us is where you want to go to check out the Kansas City Barbecue Society. And if you're interested, again, in Candy's Pellets, it's uh, BBQRS, Barbecuers, BBQRSDelight.com, BBQRSDelight.com. All right. Coming up at the 10 o'clock hour, we have the Tippy Canoe Barbecue Crew. Joe Beeland is going to be talking about the second annual Wild West Barbecue Championship. One and two. This was the second in. That was in Buena Park. Tom, did you put that one together? It was in California. You are the mayor of barbecue in California. All right, we'll reload, and we will be right back. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? He ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, you shake a piece. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole lot like the movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. <laughs> 
Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are in the second hour. Again, if you missed it, you can always find replays of the show by going to a number of different places. One is going to be the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage, and then click on the archives. You can get those whenever you want. You can also subscribe to the show via iTunes, probably the most popular way of getting it. You can also... Email me if you want the show XML, if you're using some type of podcast aggregator. The easiest way nowadays, if you have a smartphone, and believe me, the vast majority of people have some type of smartphone. Obviously, if you have an iOS device, iTunes is still going to be your easiest way. But if you have an Android device, and there's more Android devices out there than anything else. This is Huck Jr., the host of In the Hut. Yes. And you listen to the Barbecue Central Radio Oh, Network. Huckles. Jeez, Pete Huckles. All the time. Come on. Um, if you have an Android device, which is uh, by far the most popular platform out there, well, maybe not popular, but most widely spread, you can go to the App Store, and or it's called the Marketplace, and then search for an, uh, an app called Beyond, like over there, Beyond Pod, Beyond Pod, and then search for the Barbecue Central, or just search BBQ Central. And you will find the show come up in uh, its little form there. And then all you need to do is download the app and then search for the show, load that show in. And then every Wednesday, go ahead and hit the refresh and it will automatically get the show from the previous night. Very easy way to do it if you have any type of smartphone platform. So check that out. I mean, those are just ways if you you miss a segment of the show because you had to go do something. I understand. Tuesday between 9 and 11 probably is the most convenient thing for everybody. I obviously love the people that listen to the show live the most because they're taking part and enjoying the live show as it happens. But people listening to it at their convenience, the majority of those people, the 50,000 plus to do it each and every month, this is better for them is to get it on the pod. And uh, certainly I appreciate that as well. And just a number of ways to get it. So if you ever miss any portion of the show, come to the homepage, subscribe via iTunes, get it on your smartphone devices. If you can't find the phone in any of the media today, then guess what? You're not allowed to listen to the show anymore. Beat it. Oh, centralites. I have something to profess to you. And I feel like a dirty man. A dirty man. Who now must come clean to his barbecue brethren. No relation to the website. And here is what I have to say. Folks, I have taken a lover. Get that big stuff out of here. And I am not ashamed to say that this lover has changed my very way of life when it comes to the world of barbecue Uh and grilling. Uh I am in love. Free as the birds soar across the mountain air and streams of valleys below the peaks of fjords and mountains. Free at last. For I have taken a new lover. And her name is Gorilla! Yeah! At the risk of sounding way 
too hypocritical. You could point back at months and months, dare I say years, of argumentative speech on my part, dissertations, speeches, and otherwise extemporaneous talk about what is barbecue and what isn't barbecue. This temperature, that temperature, this kind of cooker, that kind of cooker. One in deep, dark secret that I had thought I should never take as a cooker. But I saw wind time and time again. People around me love this kind of a cooker. I'm in love with a pellet cooker. It's Grilla. There is a company out there that is new to the market, new to the pellet cooker market. I thought I knew about all pellet cookers that existed out there until just a few short months ago. And the website, if you want to check it out for yourself, is called My, as in me, My Gorilla, G-R-I-L-L-A. Not Gorilla, but Grill with an A, My Gorilla. Jay Prince, link it up. Shane, link it up, MyGorilla.com. I can't do it. I'm in the middle. It is a unique looking, although similar in operation as far as fuel is concerned, pellet cook. It's roundish. It's got not a lift lid, but one that transitions easily, probably on ball bearings to some degree, and a very nice gasket at the bottom, left to right to expose a very decent sized cooking chamber and a half rack and a 20 pound pellet hopper. And it has a, is that called thermostatic control? And man, I, I'm, you can see I'm gripping right now. And I've had conversations, private, private conversations. No names, please. I've had private conversations with other people that have this cook. And I said, hey, I want to not like this cooker. But I'll be goddamned. I love it. It's easy. Is it too easy? Can you love a cooker too much because it is within three cooks you realize that your life as a barbecue cook potentially has changed even if it's just in the backyard alone. Now, I could certainly see taking this kind of a cooker to competitions. It doesn't have huge, let's call it, competition capacity when you would compare it to some of the other models, an FEC or a bigger Traeger. Um, those are the first two that come to mind. Uh, obviously, it, it is, I guess, comparable to a certain degree when you're looking at you know, the Weber Smoky Mountains, uh, pr- bigger than a Weber Smoky Mountain. I think on the main cooking chamber, I could probably get three eight to nine pound butts. Maybe if I do them right, I could probably get nine. <laughs> Pardon me. I could probably get four on there. For me, that's plenty. I cooked two full racks of untrimmed spare ribs. They were good five pounds a piece. And I was able to, to get them right on there. I didn't have to cut anything in half. And I set the temperature right. It, it goes like smoke, 180, 200, 225, 250. You get so on and so forth. Uh, high temperature on this thing will actually get and maintain at 550 degrees, which to me is grilling temperature. It's not 
like some of the other pellet cookers that say they're going to get somewhere, but they they flounder in the 425 to 450 degree range. Biggest sticking point for the potential success of this cooker, obviously, if you're going to the webpage, is shipped to you, it is uh, $1,500. Uh-oh. I don't have a lot to compare to as far as you know when we're buying cookers and all this other stuff. I understand that there's going to be less expensive cookers. And I don't have a Traeger cooker. I don't have a Green Mountain Grill. I don't have a Fast Eddie cooker. I don't have a Fast Eddie Grill. And I don't have a Mac. And I don't have a Louisiana Grill. Blah, blah, blah. Here's what I know. If you have 1500 bucks and you've always wanted to get a pellet cooker and it breaks out of the norm design, you can look in and see the fire pod burning. Uh, it seems to run very well, although I, I do side a little bit with Candy Weaver on the fact that, it, at least for me, a couple times when I had it at 550 degrees, if I didn't allow it to cool down, the, the pipe or the pellets in the pipe waiting to come down into the burn pot will catch fire. They do extinguish themselves, I believe, because of that positive airflow. Credit chain. That that seems to be the only issue I have. It doesn't burn. I've done pretty much everything except a pork butt on it yet, and I was going to do that yesterday, but I, I didn't want to burn it in my the – the only detractor that I'm going to find on any type of pellet grill, regardless of what it is, is it is going to be, at a certain extent, weather prohibitive. If it's really raining outside, I can still go light up a Weber Smoky Mountain or a grill and cook with it or a gas grill. I don't want to put that thing out into the elements true fold because I don't want to burn up the electronics in it. But many cooks in now on different varying levels and loving wood pellets and wood smoke and all that stuff, my gorilla right now is a win for me. And we'll see what you think if you're interested in the gorilla-type grill. But gang, I had to come clean. I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. I'm free man. Free now. Gang, Joe Beelan is coming up in three minutes from now to talk about a great big weekend that he has had and what he's looking for in 212. But look, let me tell you about somebody, and I brought it this time. I believe uh, John Chips asked me for this last time. It's my good friend right here in Willoughby, Ohio. Stephen DeFranco, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, a now longtime sponsor of the show. And once again, you know, I say it every week. How come you have a jewelry sponsor on the show? Well, A, because he asked me. Who am I going to sit here and say no? No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Steve is an independent retailer of jewelry. If you're looking for a watch, Steve is your guy. Steve is a barbecue addict. Steve is a watchaholic. I don't know if you could possibly have two more expensive tastes, but I guess when you own a jewelry store, you can have that expensive taste. Here's what I have. It is an Accutron bowl of a watch. It is the, I forget exactly what the model is, but it is back for sale. I bought it, and it was not available for sale anymore. It is not heavy. It's all, you know, gold right there. It's got the nice uh, Accutron etching right there in the back. You got the nice insignia, but I like the green face. I like the rose gold on it. And again, while it looks big, it is not heavy, which is nice and easy to wear each and every day. I'm getting compliments on it all the time. 
And look, I'm like, Gee, how much you spend for that watch? How about the fact that no matter what the list price is, you're going to get a huge discount. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get engraving, polishing, batteries for life. The service plans are uh, complimentary when it comes to the watches. So you're going to want to have to make sure that if you are in the market, 2012 is the year of the watch. It's the year we're all getting healthy. Go to the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage. Click on the Stephen DeFranco banner. And there, my friends, you will be able to peruse his inventory. If you want to call in, if you want to get him in to your knowledge base, Steve just loves to talk about it. He's an expert in the industry. You got something you want You want to price out something, you want to get a price from him on something, you might be looking to trade in. Steve's that guy, too. It's outstanding. StephenDeFranco.com is the website. But use my name. Use Tell them you've heard about him on the show here and get that freaking discount, man. Use it before it goes away. I did. I got that sweet-ass watch. StephenDeFranco.com. We'll be back with Joe Beeland. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. Just waiting for Joe Beeland to come in. Don't forget, we're giving away a Barbecuer's Delight gift pack tonight. Hey, yo, gift pack. Gotta love the barbecuers are like gift pack, so I'm just gonna be taking a caller, so don't worry, you don't have to answer any type of trivia question or anything like that. More on that in a minute. We bring up a good friend of the show, pitmaster of Tippy Canoe Barbecue, a team that remains on fire, no pun intended. Joe Beelan joining us here on the show. Joe, how are you, buddy? Awesome, Greg. How about you? Uh, I'm absolutely fabulous. Uh, happy New Year to you, Joe, and Obviously, I mean, it has to be a happy new first KCBS shoot out of the box. Bang, you're taking reserve grand. You're taking grand championship, picking right up where you left off in 2011. First time you cooked this event, Joe? Yeah, yep. Uh, we uh, oh, kind of got a, a crazy idea a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're uh, in snowmobile, so usually we're snowmobiling this time of year. Just, we're going to take a trip, and uh, there's no snow. There any snow in the Midwest here uh, all winter, so I couldn't do that. Uh, Start scouting around the website a little bit. My sister actually lives out in, in uh, near Anaheim, so she was out in that area anyway, and I thought, wow, gosh, there's two two contests. First two, they both count for the 2012 Team of the Year point. Uh, I thought, eh, let's let's see what happens. So we uh, threw a hat in the ring, and, and I made the trip out, got hooked up with some cookers out there, and, uh, and just had an awesome time. So good way to start the year for us, obviously, and and uh, had had a great time. Is it easier for you? Is well, is it is this something that you had done before? Have you ever just showed up to a competition, kind of beg, borrowed, and steal, and and still done very good? Or is this the first time trying to do that? Uh, we cooked in a contest in Utah in 2010, uh, but at that time we were actually on a family vacation, so we <laughs> we loaded some cookers up in the the family truckster, and so I had my own stuff. Uh, I borrowed, borrowed a few things as well out there, so I had done that before. Uh, but this was the first time, you know, using somebody else's uh, cooker and, and doing all that. I can't thank uh, Craig Pippen and, and Tom Emery enough. Uh, those two guys out there really, really hooked me up big time with uh, 
but everything I needed. This was literally, I, I packed a couple of briskets in a cooler, jumped on a, on a flight and, and headed out there, shipped a few boxes of rub. Uh, other than that, they, they had it all there for me. And, uh, and really it, uh, it was just awesome. It was, it was a great experience. It was fun to, to be able to, you know, take, uh, Take take our our style out there and and see how we do. A little apprehensive going in, but I think uh, you know, well well cooked piece of meat that tastes good uh, works anywhere. I don't think it matters where you are. Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue joining us here on the show. The website, by the way, tippycanoebbq.com if you want to check them out. This was the second annual Wild West Barbecue Championship, two day event, Buena Park, California. So day one concludes. You walk away with Reserve Grand Championship. Did you feel? like that was a, a cook that was worthy of uh, such an accomplishment where you're just happy to show up and cook and where were you at after day one? Yeah, the, you know, the goal going in, uh, as I think back was, you know, really was to, to get, get one, you know, get a, a reserve or a, a grand or a, you know, a third place even and start the year off right out, out of the two contests, like I said, back to back like that. If, if we could have got one, that was kind of, you know, that was the, what was in our mind and, and walking out of that first day with reserve, and by the way, Harry with Slacker Daddy just cleaned everybody's clock. That was a butt ticket day one. It wasn't close. And, and, uh, but to walk out of there that first day, uh, it, it, you know, I think I was a little more relaxed after that. I felt like, all right, I, I, uh, it was worth it. You know, I had a good time, earned a few points, started the year off right, didn't embarrass myself. Uh, so I, I felt like we had a pretty good cook, uh, figuring out a little, we used a little different cooker. Uh, I bought Craig's uh, spice wine for the big meats and the ribs, and so I had a little learning curve there trying to uh, try to get that mastered over what I'm usually cooking on. Uh, but uh, we, I think we adjusted pretty well uh, after that first day. That was kind of part of the key there. So, but definitely happy with that after that first day. That I, I could have gone home happy man at that point. So you go from day one reserve grand champion, day two. You end up winning the whole damn thing on day two. Did you make any major adjustments to get you over the top from day one to day two? Oh, the the big thing we changed uh, was the some timing on the ribs. What uh, what happened the first day uh, when I took the big meats off the cooker? They all came off about the same time, which is just what happened on, uh, on my my backwoods as well. Uh, but uh, what I wasn't expecting is I had a, a big temperature spike uh, after I took the big meat off. Uh, that, that doesn't happen in my cooker, I guess, and so I wasn't prepared for that. I could not get the, I couldn't get it to come back to temp for for quite some time. I ended up overcooking the ribs the first day, and that uh, that hurt us. Harry would have beat us even if we had first place ribs, so it didn't really matter. But uh, that hurt us. That so we had that in the back of our mind. Day two, uh, you know, we changed the timing on, on ribs, and, and uh, we went from, I think, 15 ribs to first place in ribs, and obviously made the difference there uh, for, for our cook. So it, uh, it definitely was a learning process. We didn't change any flavor profiles or anything like that. I had a lot of questions about that over the weekend of you know, how do you think your Midwest uh, flavor profile will work here? Uh, it's interesting, actually, one of the good California teams, I was talking with him afterwards, and he said, you know, he said, that's, that's really a myth and over. He said, the, the California flavor profile is the Midwest flavor profile. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 we're, we're all cooking the same thing. And, and I think to a certain degree, he's, he's right on that, uh, we're, it, it's about cooking it right and doing it well. And, uh, and cooking something that tastes good. This, this tastes good to everybody. And it, it tastes good no matter where you're at. I don't care if you're in California or Arkansas or, uh, 
Well, I guess so that kind of shoots my next question in the ass. I was going to say, you know, Cali is typically known for a little bit different flavor profile, maybe not as sweet or perhaps a little spicier than what would normally be considered a winning profile somewhere else, maybe in the Midwest uh, or what have you. Obviously, you didn't find that to be the case out there then. Nope, I, I think that's a that's a, a misconception. Uh, we uh, we would be uh, we would be sweet cookers. Greg, uh, <laughs> we were turning in a turning in uh, some pretty sweet product, uh, not sickly sweet, not not candy by any means, but we're turning pretty sweet stuff in the Midwest, and we turned in the exact same stuff out there this weekend, and and uh, obviously uh, you know held our own with it, so. Joe Beelan joining us here on the show. Tippie Canoe Barbecue just took Reserve Grand and then Grand Champion at a two-day event out there in Buena Park, California. Joe, you're obviously used to cooking the American Royal. That's a two-day event in its own, kind of a different monster. But what kind of a, a task and a grind is it for a team to cook one day and then suck it up, turn right back around, and cook again? Uh, it's it's a huge Huge undertaking. We do it uh, outside of the oil. We do it, uh, or we've done it once a year. We didn't actually this year, but there's a there's a local contest here in Iowa that are about 15 miles apart, and one's Friday, Saturday, and the next one's Saturday, Sunday. That one, you get the complication of getting the move in between them as well. You have to move that 15 miles, uh, which makes it even worse, but uh, it's it's a grind. I'll be, be real up with you. It's uh, by that, that second morning, you know, Sunday morning about 10 a.m., you, you start to wonder, what are we doing here? Uh, <laughs> it's just all worth it. But, and uh, it, you could see it. I think you could see it at those kind of contests. You see it at the Royal. Uh, I definitely saw it this weekend where teams are, are just beat, you know, just tired. A lot of a lot of people uh, walking pretty slow to awards on Sunday uh, with, uh, you know, it's, it's a grind. The good, the good news is uh, you get to correct your mistakes or learn from your mistakes pretty quickly, and that's part of what, what drove me out there uh, this weekend, you know, was the, the, the opportunity to do it twice. I've got two birds, one stone, back-to-back. You know, there's this organizer that organized this contest, organizes several of them out there, and it looks like they're all doubleheaders, or nearly all of them are the, the doubleheader format. So I suppose for, from a promotion standpoint, it makes sense for, for the promoters as well to only have to, to promote the, you know, basically one time and, and get two contests out of it. So, And from a friendly cooker's perspective, that's the benefit is you, you get the you get two cooks uh, for the, you know, for the, the transportation cost of one. I'll say it that way, and the opportunity to get close. So, but it certainly takes a lot out of a guy, uh, I think, to to do that. How much of your normal Tippy Canoe team did you have with you out there, Joe? It was it was just me. I actually uh, with everything going on going on at home and and uh, New Year's and all that stuff going on. Uh, we, uh, I couldn't talk anybody going in going with, so I uh, I went out myself and. Uh, and did that and, and had a great time. So, have you told everybody, hey, guess what? I just want everything on my own. Beat it, team. <laughs> it's Joe Beelan Barbecue. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have a couple of team members who uh, are starting to get the, starting to take this personally. They're starting to feel like maybe they're the problem. So, <laughs> you know? so when you don't have the team that you'd normally have, do you find that you have even a more sharper perspective and, and a task and a time that you're on because you don't have other people to kind of help pick up the slack if you start to fall behind on one thing or the other? You I mean you have to be on your game every almost every second during that competition. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that, that I noticed. This this weekend I, I wrote out the schedule. You know, I got out the sheet of paper on the plane and and uh, it's been three months that they cooked the contest. So that's part of it, but also uh, not having any help around, you know, of, of or my normal help. You know, I shouldn't say I didn't have any help because I had a lot of great help, but uh, not have the folks that know that 
oh, it's 9.30, we got to do something. Uh, so I, I wrote all that down um, and, you know, referred to those as, as I went. And cause you're exactly right. That's what that's what we do as a team, um, even though it's, it, you know, rotates some weekends, it's my wife and, and kids. And the next weekend, it's, it's uh, you know, a couple of friends of mine. But uh, we've done it enough together that everybody knows, you know, kind of what happens next. And, and so we can work at it together from uh, uh, remind each other. And, and uh, I'm not sure that's that's right. It doesn't look right or this timing's off. And. When you're by yourself, you definitely focus a little more on, you know, okay, what's what's next and where are we going with this? Joe, you had a great 2011 campaign. Were you able to get any time to just ratchet it back a little bit, get any downtime in between now and this past weekend? <laughs> no, it's been it's been crazy, to, to be real honest. The last... Uh, Really, from August, uh, you know, through uh, through this weekend has just been a whirlwind. Been all good stuff. So I'm obviously really blessed with everything that's happened to us, and and that's uh, you know that, that's a great thing. Hard to complain about that. We actually we uh, as a team we we took some of the fundage from uh, from our, our wins here at the Sands Club and the American Royal, and we bought everybody uh, a vacation in the Dominican Republic. So we're actually doing that. Wow. Uh, the, the six of us are going down. Uh, we actually be Saturday, so we're <laughs> it's more travel, but we're getting on the plane Saturday, spending the week in the Dominican, uh, gonna gonna kind of celebrate and kick back, and we'll get that chance to reflect on a on a great 20, uh, 2011 and get ready for twelve. Am I out of line in thinking that since you've been on vacation before and sniffed out a competition, that you guys might get down to the Dominican and start looking for barbecue competitions down there and kick some ass there? <laughs> It's not out of the realm of possibility, yeah. is it? <laughs> That's exactly right. You never know what we might run into. Did you, did you have a favorite part of last year as you were able to kind of look back at all uh, and kind of come down from it a little bit? Is there a favorite part or two or three of 2011 that you really can sit back and look at and go, you know what, That's something I'm always going to remember? Yeah, the, uh, I, I think it's it's having those, those couple of, of you know, career changing victories for us and and to do that with with some of the you know my best friends of the world around me and, and I will go back and watch some of those videos and and whether that's you know Ryan and Sonia from Big T's or my teammates or you know the folks that are there and those videos that cheered us on and and uh, just the great people you get to meet along the way that's 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 the part that sticks out in my mind that uh, this wouldn't be a lot of fun if you did it by yourself it's uh, the fun is the you know the, the team perspective of it, and and the, the great people you meet uh, along the way. So that's 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 really what I look back on and and remember is the you know getting to be happy for other folks as well. Um, you know as as they 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 do well and and then get our own success. So that's a lot of fun. Joe Beelan joining us here on the show. Tippy Canoe BBQ dot com is the website. How many events you got planned doing this year, Joe? It's funny you mentioned that. We were actually just looking at the schedule tonight. I see most of them are up on the Casey Vitz website. So we were, uh, Kim and I were just kind of sorting through and, and looking at what uh, what weekends and schedules look like. So I think uh, first blush, we came up with 26, and I counting the two that we did uh, this weekend. So we, uh, we hopefully we'll get somewhere north of 25 uh, in, in 2012. So we'll see what uh, kind of our plan is. We'll, we'll sit back and see, see what the results do. Uh, what what they look like, uh, you know, August first. So sit back and, and kind of reevaluate probably what our schedule looks like after that, as far as uh, probably based on where where we sit in the team of the year standing. So yep. this is something we want to make a, make a run for, or or uh, don't be happy where we're at. Yeah, I was just going to say any aspirations for chasing team of the year, but I guess you answered that. Um, I assume it's safe for me to say that you might be out defending your Sam's uh, Club title as well. 
Yep, yeah, we will. Uh, we will certainly be out uh, uh, defending that title. So we we hope to uh, to be able to make it to the finals. It's uh, interesting. I stood on stage uh, last year and talking with the the Sands Club representative that was on stage. I I made that comment. That boy, it'd be nice if uh, the eleven winner got a free entry into the uh, <laughs> you know, auto auto you know, finals as well. And, and he kindly declined. So I guess I got to earn my <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, we'll give that a shot. <laughs> Joe, KCBS is uh, having their elections right now. I don't know if I've actually ever asked you to weigh in on any of these issues before, Joe, but how do you see the organization right now, and are there any changes that you would like to see to help barbecue movement move forward? You know, I think, like with any growing organization, and, and uh, you know, we've got our, our share of challenges. I think, uh, I'll say, I think Candy's, uh, has a very tough job and is is doing it doing it pretty well. I think uh, uh, they're pretty brave stepping up and, and wanting to do that and like she coming on your show and be on forums and trying to be as open as she can. Uh, and I, I I don't know all the inner workings there, but that's probably one of my frustrations. I know I've heard candidates on your show the last few weeks talk about it. Is the you know she's like we're doing a lot of closed session, a lot of executive session stuff and. And I'd sure like, as a as a member and somebody who's pretty invested in this, you know, in this organization, would would love to see that, uh, you know, if possible, be more out front. Uh, and, and you know, as Candy addressed it tonight, I guess maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's stuff we we can't know about or shouldn't know about. But uh, seems like we're in those sessions a lot, so that that's an item for me. Um, also, I'd like to see a little more progress, maybe. And I know again, your your uh, in your interviews, they have, a lot of the candidates have addressed that. That it seems like we spent a lot of time on the same issues. How do we come to resolution, get committees involved? I don't know what the answer is, but how do we move some of those, some of those issues forward um, and, and get them done, whether that's the new scoring system or, um, you know, some of the other issues that we seem to come up, uh, come up over and over again. Are you uh, endorsing or voting for any particular candidate, Joe? Um, I don't know if I'm endorsing or, or voting for a particular. I haven't voted yet. I looked through the the emails uh, uh, tonight, or the email with the with the bio links in them, and and uh, you know I'm going to probably uh, vote for. I'm, I'm going to look through those and vote for candidates that I think will will represent uh, the, the cook's interest and the growth of our organization's interest pretty well. Uh, you know, somebody like a George Mullins sticks out to me as as, uh, as somebody that uh, looks like they, they really have that best best interest at heart. A couple of judges that are on there interesting to me. Uh, you know, I know Dave Trapp pretty well. Obviously, we see him throughout uh, the summer contest, so uh, I'm sure Dave will get my vote as I look through that as well. He's a level-headed guy who, who I think can, can look objectively at a lot of things and, and make that happen. So I think those would be a couple that, that stand out to me, and I'm going to... We'll go through and do my due diligence before I vote, but uh, I definitely, definitely think we got a good slate of candidates that are going to take us in that right direction. Do you think that judges should be held a little bit more accountable for their scoring if they're a little inconsistent? Uh, I mean, obviously, cooks can get in trouble or reprimanded for certain things, and organizers can have the same thing, but it doesn't seem to be any type of an onus placed on the judge. People will say, well, look, Rampy, judges are volunteering their time. Yeah, well, geez, sorry to volunteer so you can eat awesome food uh, for, you know, five or six hours a day. I mean, oh, my God, heaven forbid. Uh, if you guys are laying out cash, obviously you have the opportunity to win it back. Shouldn't the judges give you the best opportunity to get consistently scored, whether you're in Washington State or in Iowa or in Ohio? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like that that theory of 
some sort of continuing education slash tracking program. And, and is there going to be inconsistencies? And, and do I deserve a six sometimes or a five? Yeah, probably. I probably heard it. Give it to me. I can handle it. You know, give me an explanation if you can with a comment card and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll move on. But I think when we have consistently, uh, and I, I guess I'm assuming this happens, but there's consistently judges who, who score in a certain pattern that deviates from the rest of the table. And I, I, I believe that happens, and we can't know uh, that that happens if we don't start to track. And it's not about, you know, a report card or telling on somebody or anything like that. It's about making our sport better and how do we, you know, how do we move it forward by eliminating uh, some of the, you know, some of the, the outliers, so to speak. And, uh, and, you know, they can be table captains. They can be involved in some other way. If they're not cut out to be a judge, then, uh, then maybe they shouldn't be. And, and I don't know how else we identify that without – without tracking it. So that's, that's what I'd like to see. Joe, after you get back from the Dominican, where are you going to be competing next? Uh, we're actually, the World Wing continues. Uh, our, our friends at Wood Inc. and Western Wood Products down in Texas are uh, uh, set us up at the San Antonio Rodeo and Barbecue Cook-Off. So we're going to San Antonio at the end of the month and going to try our hand <laughs> at Texas Barbecue uh, at the end of the month. And, uh, you know, cook at a, uh, ICBA or Texas Gulf Coast, uh, association contest, I guess it is down there. And, uh, like I said, give that a shot, see what happens there. Looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. I got hooked up with, uh, uh, George from Pitmaker. He's bringing us over a trailer and, uh, going to be, going to be great. I, I can't wait. We're really looking forward to it. If, uh, just, just hanging out and seeing what Texas barbecue is all about. And, Give it a whirl, see what happens. No guarantees on that one. That is a different flavor profile. So we're still going to cook it well and see what happens, but I think we'll be bringing extra pepper for that one. Uh, absolutely. And this past weekend, you run reserve grand champion and grand champion at the second annual Wild West Barbecue Championship in Buena Park, California. And he is the pitmaster of Tippy Canoe Barbecue. Again, tippycanoebbq.com, the website. And it is Joe Beal. And Joe, always appreciate the time. Continued success. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. All right, take care. There he is. Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe. He is on fire, man. I don't care. I don't care what you say, Mom. That Joe Beelan can cook. We'll see how he does in Texas now. See about that. Gang Draper's Barbecue, a uh, newish sponsor to the show. Shane, big ups. A third-generation barbecue company located in western Kentucky in between Memphis and Kansas City. Shane Draper wanted to create a line of products that represented both cities as well as the flavor profiles of his home. And Draper Smoking Sauce is a savory with a touch of sweetness, tangy with some heat. Its balanced yet complex blend of spices is just at home on the competition trail as it is grilling in your backyard. And Smoking Sauce has brought home several trophies this year on ribs and chicken. It's on the front lines in the battle against overly sweet flavor profiles, which is something I absolutely despise. Overly sweet anything. Get it out of my face. I don't want it. Draper's Barbecue also has a fantastically versatile rub known simply as AP Rub. The AP is short for all purpose. We all knew that, of course. And it's a great flavor enhancer on any protein, but it can be also used on popcorn, french fries, salads, onion rings, soups, chowders, Chex Mix, baked potatoes, and then those dredges for frying fish and chicken. Really, your imagination is its only limitation. AP's rub 
balance of savory, salty, sweet, and heat make it great on virtually anything. I tried it on ice cream the other night. It was absolutely fantastic. Now, the smoking Sauce and AP Rub are great products on their own. No question about that. But, folks, they really shine when used together. The dovetail of these two flavor profiles make it completely different and even more complex profile that will keep the judges thinking about your entry or your backyard stuff long after they've put it down they might even come back the judges for second and third bites the neighbors for fourth and fifth plates because they're not on beards for barbecue the mix of the two has designed to have a roller coaster effect on the palate that swings the tasters through all parts of their taste buds you can find drapers products at drapersbbq.com at bbqaddicts.com at bbqproshop.com. All trusted retailers when it comes to Draper's Barbecue products. If you have a local store that you would like Draper's products in, send Shane an email, info at drapersbbq.com. Always willing to add stores and new markets, and your tip could lead you to earning some free swag. Draper's Barbecue, when they say three generations of pride in a bottle, they mean it drapersbbq.com we will come back with more of the show and your chance to win barbecue pellets call now 877-448-0433 big name interviews advice on cooking brisket and ribs and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue it's the barbecue central show All right, we are back. Let's go over and see if we can't find a winner. Area code 712, name and where you're calling from. Fred in Albert City, Iowa. Did you say uh, Brad or f- Fred? Fred. Oh, sorry. Fred. <laughs> Neither of those two. It's Brett. Sorry about that. Brett, Iowa based, so obviously you're marking out to your guy Joe Bielan, I would imagine, correct? Yes, yes. Have you seen anybody cook more spectacularly in a uh, designated period of time than Joe has over the last four months? Well, it's funny. He is winning a lot. And actually, he did a spring training class uh, for the Iowa Barbecue Society last or in 2011, and I took that. So he's actually taught me a little to use some of it this year. Absolutely. All right, Brett. Uh, so we have this thing called the Barbecuers Alike Gift Pack. Candy Weaver, who is president of the Kansas City Barbecue Society, also one of the owners of Barbecuers Delight, has made this available. Have you ever used the Barbecuers Delight pellets, Brent? Uh, I've used a little bit of it in my Green Mountain Grill. All right. So uh, these products are widely considered to be the pellet to go to. And if you're interested, I'll be more than happy to get that gift pack shipped off your way. Just give me the word. Yeah, I'm absolutely interested in it. All right, Brett, so here's what you got to do. you got to send me your shipping information. Send that via email to greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. That's greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I will forward that to Candy, and then she will send out your prize, all right? I appreciate it. I'll get it out to you as soon as I can. All right, thanks for calling in tonight, Brett. Always appreciate the time people are making to get on board with the show. When you get... I have this 800 number for people to call in, and I understand. You don't want to look like a fool in front of your friends, in front of your neighbors. Nobody does. Who does? Not me. 
That's why I have a camera so nobody can see me. Uh-oh. Hey, Some of you were asking about plans for the show in 2012. And here's the deal. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm, I'm, uh, that I have all of these grandiose plans for the show that I'm about to unfold on you. And you are your minds, respective minds, are going to be blown. Not blown, you know, in a hooker kind of way. Like I was cheating on with the gorilla type thing. No, no. Here's the thing. Until the show becomes a full-time job, I am relegated to doing this show every Tuesday right here from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. Because like most of you, I have a day job that is, quite frankly, demanding to no end. And when a lot of the major barbecue competitions are happening during the course of the year, my sorry ass is working. Get that big stuff out of here. Retail, bitch. Busiest times are on the weekends because normal people with normal jobs will sit across the desk from me and tell me what a schmuck I am and how I'm trying to screw them and how I'm putting the wood to them. And you didn't tell me that. You didn't say. I digress. Prohibits me from getting out to some of those great events. For instance, Oinktoberfest, which is a mere two hours from me, or the Jack Jack Daniels. Or the American Royal Open or the American Royal Invitational or Smoke on the Water stuff. Thing in Las Vegas or going down to do some FBA events. So on and so forth. Moreover and what have you, what have not. There's another issue with that whole thing. So that's point number one. Until this, until somebody strokes me a check and says, you know what? You kid, this has got legs and we're going to go ahead as venture capitalists and go ahead and stroke you that check so you can just get out there and do your thing. You go do your thing, boy, because we're going to do all thing. I will continually provide stellar customer service in the cellular industry, delivering the retail promise to you, my customer, and not going to great, cool barbecue events where I can high-five and play ass grab with all the cool guys out there in the competition circuit and talk with cookbook authors and grill manufacturers and all the stuff I really want to do in my real life. That's going to be no. Here's the other problem with the whole thing. If I got signed to a terrestrial or satellite radio contract, that would actually be more of a, of a benefit because then there's ways to do live remotes. The reason that I don't have a huge passion, let me preface what I'm about to say by saying that I would love to get out there and meet a lot of people that are in chat rooms and that email me during the course of the week saying how much they like the show or this podcast was great or I like the roundtables or this guest sucked or whatever the case may be. That's what I would love to do the most. But because the show remains internet-based, I will not... I will not, I will not compromise the intelligence, the integrity, and the intensity of the show because of Wi-Fi. I think there has been enough, enough attempts on the internet, whether it be through video or other audio, that if you were reliant 
on air cards or public Wi-Fi, that connection is never going to be solid enough, reliable enough to provide a constant connection to the interwebs. I need that. And I have talked to a number of people out there at certain areas of the country at some of the biggest competitions and said, hey, did you see anybody that had a pipe running to the back of a computer or is it all Wi-Fi? Or can you talk to somebody and see? And without fail, to a man, they're coming back. No Wi-Fi here. Well, who cares about Wi-Fi? They're all running on Wi-Fi or they all have air cars. There's no pipe internet connection. I would need to bring my monitor. I would need to bring my monitors and my shoes with me. God damn it. I want to bring my tower. I want to bring my monitors and my mixer, my whole thing with my big mics and plug in so I know that once we start that button and we're off and running that I can do a two-day show, three hour, I can do two days worth of shows, you know, like three hours a day and then I'm chasing some other content to run B-roll on or whatever the case may be. I have it all planned out in my mind. This could easily be a show that translates well and, and does a special weekend show at various competitions and gets important interviews from people that just won or just lost and ask them the tough questions right there as it happens, right? But the problem is none of these places have hard internet. What? Hard internet? What? I thought that was all internet was all about. They don't have the ability for me to stick an ethernet cable into my tower, which gives me that reliable connection that I need. You ever wonder why this show hardly ever breaks down? Because I'm hardwired in from a modem. This is not wireless internet taking place. The netbook that I use to pipe in the Skype audio is hardwired into the modem. These are things that I have realized over the course of doing this show that I can get somewhere. I could even have a company sponsor me to go out there and sit in a booth with them and do this show. But I have no reliance and I have no fallback on, well, what happens when the signal goes out? 50 people are tuned in or 7,000 people are tuned in or whatever the case may be. Now we don't have a show because we don't have any internet because I don't have the pipe. This show needs a pipe. No, friends, I'm not talking about the crack pipe. Some would say that perhaps that is a benefit. (laughs) The crack pipe of barbecue. The show will not travel or it will only travel, A, when I'm allowed to get off work, low man on the seniority poll. But B, more importantly, when I can get hard, <laughs> when I can get Ethernet cable to the tower, and only then will I risk life and limb to do a show live. And I would love to. I mean, who wouldn't love to have the Barbecue Central Radio Show live as it's happening at a contest? Now, I will sit here and maintain that on the off chance, and according to my horoscope, it's going to be this year. This show ever got picked up by some type of syndication house through regular terrestrial radio, whatever the case may be. This show is still best at this time slot on a Tuesday between 9 and uh, 11 at night. And why do I say that? Because at a competition, I'm not going to be able to get a lot of great people right there live as it happens. Kelly Dobson, Fred, get some sleep. Get 
Big step out of here. It's Kelly Dodd. D O double D. Her dad is a federal agent, special agent in charge of the DEA. Mind your P's and Q's. Kelly Dodd. How dare you knock you out, Frank? All right. Uh, and, and you know what? And I see Frank is saying, why don't I go to events and tape? Well, rule number one is superseded by pretty much everything. I'm not a tape guy. I don't want to go and tape. I want to have it happen live so you can hear it happen live. What if somebody goes off and then come, emails me back two days later and says, hey, before you go to air, can you re-edit this? I don't want that. I want it to happen live. This is reality TV show on the radio for barbecue right here. This is why you tune into the show live. You want to hear what somebody says as it's happening. And that's the show I want to deliver. And I still think that if this show was signed on a syndication house through terrestrial radio where there's 700 markets, the show would still be best done on Tuesday evenings because guys that just come off of a winning weekend can come right in. It's still fresh in their mind. They still want to talk about it. Then we can talk about things that have happened. We can talk about things that are upcoming. And we can talk about weekend that they're going to be competing at next. The best time for the show, believe it or not, is on Tuesday. Competitions are coming up. We're talking about competitions that have taken place. We have people that are available during the week at this time frame. I don't get those people on Saturday. This show would not be great Saturday from noon to 2. I would have 85% less audience than I have right now, guaranteed. How many of you people would show up between 12 and 2 on Saturday? You're a liar if you say you would. You're cooking, you're shooting your guns, you're riding snowmobiles. Some of you are wrestling with little dogs and cats, whatever the case may be. Not me. I'm trying to put together a damn show over here. So those are the plans for 2012. Continue to do a great show, potentially get syndicated, make millions of dollars. But more importantly than that, help promote the people that are supporting the show. Barbecuers Delight, Butcher's Barbecue, Fred's Music and Barbecue, The Barbecue Guru, Draper's Barbecue. I'm missing somebody else. Oh, Stephen DeFranco, for crying out loud. These are the people that are taking, uh, spending money, their own money, on this show, they see it as a vehicle to get their word out and the product and the service out. You want to do me a favor? My goal for you on 2012 is if you have something that you want to get in the industry and these people provide that service, give them first consideration. Support the people who are supporting the show. I mean, I would still do the show if everybody backed out and said, Rempy, loser. They would never do that, right? Never. But I did the show without sponsors for years. I'll do the show without sponsors when it's all said and done and I'm 85 years old and I'm shitting in my diaper looking for my next scotch martini. No sponsors needed. But I appreciate the fact that people see the value in the show. So all that I humbly ask is that you give them that in return. Visit the people that are sponsoring the show. If you don't like their stuff, you don't have to buy it, but give them consideration. Traffic their website for crying out loud. Call them. Talk to them. Tell them you heard them on the show. Let them know it's working. Heaven forbid. What if I told you that a coworker of mine thought that it would be not a bad idea that if the heat went out in his house, he would bring in his propane grill and fire it up? Get that big stuff out of here. He couldn't possibly see why that would be a bad idea. I said, hey, Brian, forget about it. 
Why don't you just bring in the charcoal grill and light that bad bitch up and see what happens? I'm sure nothing bad has ever happened when somebody brings in a charcoal grill, let alone a gas grill. You don't see any problem with a 20-pound propane tank with live fire happening right next to you in your house is a bad thing? Anybody else doing that? If everybody's heat went off in the middle of a snowstorm, would you bring in the propane grill and just fire it up willy-nilly? No big deal, right? No big deal. That's fine. I'll take two uh, propane grills and see you raise you a charcoal Weber Ranch kettle. Looks like grilling with Rich is going to get out of getting lambasted. Richard. All right, finally, let me talk about the newest sponsor of the show. It's Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. B-B-Q-R-S. B-B-Q-R-S Delight. B-B-Q-R-S Delight Wood Pellets. As I said before when I was talking to Candy, widely considered to be the go-to pellet when it comes to your pellet-fired cookers. Now, look, maybe you don't have a pellet-fired cooker. Maybe you have a gas grill. Maybe you have a charcoal grill. Maybe you have a Weber-style a charcoal-driven cooker. And you want to experiment a little bit. You want to get outside the box. You got to want to get away from wood chunks or the chips or the pieces of crap that you get at the Home Depot. You want to step that game up a little bit. Visit bbqrsdelight.com. Buy that sampler pack. Get a whole bunch of packages of all of the different kinds of pellets candy is offering right now. Get a cool little stainless, or not stainless, but cast iron pot so you can put those in there. And you can burn it off right there and feel and smell and taste the difference that wood pellets bring to the food. As Candy said, this is a much denser fuel source than you're typically dealing with when it comes to wood. The smoke is clean. Smoke is sweet. It flavors the food beautifully. If you don't know exactly what you want, that variety pack is right up your alley. Now, perhaps you're like me. I've finally gotten, joined the fray of the pellet cooker mania that it is. And now I actually need big time fuel source for my pellet cookers. Candy's there too to meet your needs in bulk order. Need 20 pound bags, 40 pound orders, whatever the case may be. She will go ahead and make it happen for the bigger quantity needs. Now... You got all those traditional barbecue woods. You got the apple, you got the hickory, you got oak, mesquite, pecan. Pecan, very popular in competition. But then, of course, you have that savory herb that Candy was talking about. You got the wine oak. You have charcoal pellets. Can't wait to try those now. I'm totally geeked on that. You got a 20-pound bag out in the garage right now. Look, deal with quality. When it comes to your fuel source, don't cheap out on that. Visit bbqrsdelight.com, bbqrsdelight.com, and hook up with the number one pellet maker in the industry and know that you're going to get a great product delivered with low break. It's going to burn well. It's got the best mixture you need for BTUs and BTUs and flavor, and they're being used by everybody, even your humble host now. bbqrsdelight.com. We're wrapping it up after this. Stick around. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right. About four minutes. Guess what, Rich? You're not safe. 
Let me just say this much. First of all, I appreciate anybody that even bothered thinking that I had even a rebuttal. Who the hell would put me on a list for Barbecue Person of the Year? So, Rich, thanks for that. Let me tell you where the inherent flaw in this whole concept is. I see what Rich is trying to do, but I'm just helping you out, Rich. So don't take offense. And remember, <laughs> rule the show. When I say don't take offense, guess what? You're about to take offense. If you're going to run a contest like this, okay, this is what you do. You generate a list of people that you think are worthy. If I'm on there, great. If I'm not, who cares? A Chris Lilly, a Joe Beeland, Chris Hart, whoever the case may be. You put together a list. You get a crack team of research people to help you compile this list. And then you statistically put together all of this data, and then you start mulling through it. Your group. None of this has been made public. This is your group. This is how you're selecting barbecue person of the year. And you start to go through each candidate. You research them and you vet them. And you see, is this person good? And you start making uh, first-round decisions, second-round decisions, third-round decisions. And then, and only then, this is how you come up with the person of the year. You freaking pick them yourself. You don't pick 2011 barbecue person of the year because it's a freaking popularity contest. I easily could have won that. I did it on purpose. I'm not going to sit there and have you kiss my ass and say, please vote for me to be person of the year. What the hell is that? Please vote for me for person of the year in barbecue. If you think I'm person of the year in barbecue, put it on a piece of paper and send it to me. That would be fine. But don't veil it under this 2011 barbecue person of the year when you have people that have marketing machines behind them. Who the hell is going to beat Chris Lilly? He's teamed up with a little company called Kingsford. Ever heard of it? Pork Barrel Barbecue has like a million listeners or a million followers on Twitter and Facebook. I don't. Don't put me in a contest that I'm going to lose right off the bat. And I'm not going to sit there and kowtow and campaign to my listenership about how you need to go out and vote for me. Why? That seems very creepy to me. That is not the way to run a barbecue person of the year contest. It is not. The way to run barbecue person of the year contest is to generate a list of people that you think as the writer of a blog. It's like Time Magazine. Every year they tell you who it is. Man's game, bitch. Although this year they got a wrong protester. I am protesting the protest. Generate a list of people that you think are worthy, people that you look up to. Do your vetting. Do your first round eliminations, second round eliminations, third round eliminations. And then just announce who the hell barbecue person of the year is. Don't make me go out and have to put effort into making votes for me. What the hell is that? Is that a popularity contest? This is about how you mother effers should have voted for me. This is sour grapes at its finest. Sour grapes at its finest. I can't compare to people that are on television that have their own barbecue sauces and rubs and some of the worst smelling cologne on the face of the yard. I can't compete. Just have this goddamn radio show and I'm sick of it. Did I just say that out loud? That's my only piece of advice. All right? That's only piece of advice that I have for you. And again, Rich, to be honest, completely flattered that you would even think that I would be even remotely 
uh, worthy of being on any type of list, regardless of uh, of how flawed the, the idea is. The heart is in the right place. And really, when we boil it down, as long as your heart's in the right place, folks, uh, that's really all that matters to this guy. But now you know how to run it for 2012, Rich, and you have me to thank. And I would expect to be winning next year, right? Absolutely. Who wouldn't expect me to win? Some year I'm going to win that. But I'm never going to be campaigning for your vote to win that kind of a competition. Had to point that out. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. In the first hour, we had KCBS president... Candy Weaver. We also had the one of the owners of Barbecuers Delight, Candy Weaver. BBQRSDelight.com. KCBS.us is the website for Kansas City Barbecue Society. Second hour, Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue joined me to talk about his big win this past weekend, a reserve grand champion and a grand champion in successive days. So he is starting out the year just like he left 2011 on fire. So watch out for him. He's going to be defending that Sam's Club championship. Teams be warned. Can you imagine if he would have won the Jack Daniels last year? I would have retired. That would have been it for me. Absolutely. We have a jam-packed show already next week, so stay tuned for that. Let me help you and remind you to control the rusty grill-grade population gang. Look, you have raw cast iron. I understand that you want to make sure... The worst thing that can happen to cast iron starts to rust because it spreads like the plague. So here's what you do. You season it right the first time. And then after each and every cook, as they start to cool down in that cooling off phase of the burn off, hit it with some Pam or rub some Crisco and let it burn back in. Reseason those grates each and every time for worry-free, maintenance-free for the rest of your life type service out of those cast iron grill grates. Also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget Until I see you back at next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.